What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go? Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Dude to Bed Sports Show. Uh, Papa Dude, I, I am so excited for the show. I think this is going to be our best one yet. I've got I've got hot takes. I've got opinions. I, I've got them ready for you. So I hope you're prepared. It was a hell of a weekend. There's no doubt about it. I'm fired up more than usual. Uh, again, my mind's cluttered with all the football I watched. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Yeah, some things made us happy over the weekend, for sure, that we'll talk about. Some things we're pissed off about. I'm sure we'll talk about those as well. Uh, yeah, triggered at times, I think we'll be on the show. Um, if you watch the first two weeks, I kind of did fun little things like talking about, uh, you know, t- top five questions of the weekend or, or the best and worst of the weekend. Not this. Not this time. I, I'm going straight to the games. We're going we're gonna to break down all the games, go to the scoreboard recaps. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen now. Before I do, just real quick, a reminder, everybody, we do have a website, racingdudes.com slash sports. We have that updated every day with uh, current articles. Um, you know, you've got right now, you got the Green Bay game for tonight. You got a preview of that. You got the new top 25, and you got the bottom 10 that Papa Dude always loves. Uh, we were talking on the way home, the bottom 10, UConn is going to be number one all year. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to get to update much on that. No, no, they just keep uh, performing at a lower level that you need to do to be in the bottom, bottom 10. You know, they're, they're, they're doing everything well. They're very consistent at being awful. And yes, that's they how you are. Get, yes, that's they how are. you so get anyway, to be Go to racingdudes.com slash sports. You can check out all the latest articles. Uh, and that's also, if you miss the show and need to find the podcast, that's another place you can find it as well. Okay. That's it for the advertisement, Papa Dude. We got to get into this because... <laughs> The fun just begins. Um, we're not going to talk about the Monday Night Football game just yet. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the Thursday game uh, either. That was just a, a wild one. I mean, a lot of fun, but not one we had a strong opinion on one way or the other. I'm actually going to fast forward us all the way to last night because I think this is the number one game we need to lead off with today. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens somehow beat the Kansas City Chiefs, come back to win the game 36-35. to um boy this was a hell of a game the chiefs who i don't know i just thought they were they were they were much much better than this they've got serious problems right now don't they well they do and 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 there's no you don't we don't need to overreact no there are some issues that are pretty obvious but they've only played two games so we got to keep this in mind neither one of us are chiefs fans right at all even though we live in missouri and, you know, I couldn't really enjoy this last night because I had the Chiefs, and, and you did too, to win the game and by, you know, cover. And if I did, I got every single one of my big bets right this week. Yep. So I couldn't really enjoy it, but I kind of did anyway. Um, um, you know, they could easily be 0-2. Yep. So Chiefs fans, you better be glad you're 1-1 and at this point. Um offensively, you know, they look okay, but 
like you said, they can't run the ball. They're struggling running the ball, which is a problem. But the main problem is they're getting gashed on defense by the other team running the ball. And what happens is when you can't defend the run, then you got to commit extra guys to try to stop the run. And then that depletes your secondary somewhat. And a guy like Lamar Jackson, who's not a great thrower, can find and hit somebody like Marquise Brown. He was wide open, 20 yards behind anybody. Yep. But the problem is they've got to fix their uh, their defense against the run because that's two weeks in a row they have been gashed. And last night was, you know, really bad. It was it was bad. And, and Dennis comments and says, I wouldn't say serious problems because they looked all right. I disagree. They... <laughs> They have maybe the best tight end to ever play, and they have maybe one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. They cover up so many problems on this team. That's the thing about it. Yeah, overall, grand scheme of things, okay, they're one and one. They lost by a point on the road to Baltimore. Uh, you know, they, they beat the Browns. They played two really good teams. So there are, there are positives, no question about it. But the negatives are going to get this team beat uh, in big games. You – you don't if when you have the Chiefs offense, you don't have to have a superior run game, but you have to be able to run the ball in spots. In a in a perfect example, last night it's thirty-five to twenty-four. The Chiefs get the ball back. It's the fourth quarter of this game. Right there is when you need to run the ball a little bit. You need to be able to get a first down with the running game, milk the clock. Instead, they go three and out. At, well, they didn't go three and out, actually, because Mahomes throws an interception that I, I can't believe he threw it. It just, you know, he did get hit late that day. Well, that was part of it. But right there is when that game turned because the Chiefs had it. It was over. You get Even if you, you don't even score, but you get a couple first downs, you run clock, the game's over. Even if you get a field goal, it's over. That swung it. And then the other problem, it, it, you could probably survive with this running game, but the other problem and i just don't get it they're just getting like you said just gashed on the ground and they're giving up big plays in the passing game and this is two weeks in a row and everybody knows i'm a huge baker mayfield fan this is two weeks in a row they made a quarterback look better than what he is you know ricky texted me last night and said well lamar jackson's he's earned his contract now I would pause on saying Lamar Jackson's great still. They made him look a lot better than what he is. Well, just a week ago, Lamar Jackson killed the Ravens against the Raiders. You know, a couple of fumbles. Lamar Jackson tried to kill the Ravens against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs wouldn't take it. That's the other thing about it. Right. And, and, you know, Dennis was saying they don't have serious problems because they looked all right. Well, Dennis, you don't understand. Well, I'm sure you do. But – the Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. They're not just trying to win the conference and make the playoffs. This is a team that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yep. And again, I don't want to overreact because it's only two games. And and that's the thing. Us fans have a tendency to overreact to certain things. And, and it's a long season. But there are obvious problems. And the other thing, if you can run the ball like this against the Chiefs, you keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. They're not, they don't have the ball a whole lot in yep. the games because if you can run the ball, it runs clock. And in the in the NFL, that clock runs more than it does in college. And, and I mean, these long drives run off seven, eight, nine minutes in well, these be, games. 
Yeah, to be clear, the, when you get a first down in college, the clock stops. The clock right. never stops in the NFL. That's no. what uh, he means by that. Yeah. Um, and you're right. This is two weeks in a row. They've kept the ball away. And then you you flip it over to the Chiefs. And what I'm talking about, and listen, it's a lesser problem than, than the defense. But it's still an issue. The Chiefs can't really run the ball. So when they get it, it's usually a quick score. And, and so then you're throwing your defense right back out there on the field. It's an issue. Um the biggest thing, and you, you touched on it, you kind of looked at the Chiefs as, well, they're just kind of elite. They're just kind of up here, and there's maybe one or two teams that can get to that level, but that's about it. Through two games in 2021, they're just like all these other NFL teams. They're a team looking, fighting for a playoff. I Listen, I, I'm with you. It's way early, okay? You've played two games. This is It's way early to panic. I don't know if the run game is really fixable. I don't think they have a back. The defense should be better than this. So that's what they've got to fix. So, and yeah, even Jared, he's realistic in the fact that that's the problem. Now, again, they've ran up against two teams that can run the ball. Okay. So they're very good at the run. That's what their strength is. So that, that definitely exaggerates what's happening here, but still, you're talking about, and you said it, this is not a run-of-the-mill team. This is a team that should go to the Super Bowl. This team is is the favorite. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl. So you're going to judge them a little harsher. And guess what? When you get in those big games, these teams are going to be able to run the ball. Well, and they're going to be ready for this. Here's the other kind of disturbing thing. Ravens didn't have much preparation time coming into this game. Yeah. You know, played on Monday night, lost a heartbreaker on Monday night. You got to give the Ravens a ton of credit yeah. uh, last night. Man, that was a huge win for them. They were going to go down zero and two in that tough division that they're in. That was a must win for them. Um, you know, they, they you got to give them a lot of credit. But the, when you play the Chiefs, you're going to get the other team's best shot. I mean, that's they're they're going to they're going to be ready to go when you play them. I just don't think the Chiefs look sharp. I just think there's something missing. Even offensively, I mean, how can you argue with the production they're getting? But they just look a little bit off. And, um, you know, I I think they'll get that straightened out. Um, you know, they come home this week. And uh, I, I think you'll see some, some uh, improvements made. But the bottom line is, if you can't stop the run, you got problems. You yeah, I think Jared, he, he made a comment to me, intensity, and they have not matched the intensity of the other team in both games. And I totally agree with that, Jared. I, I agree with that yeah. point. Could they be depending on Mahomes too much to pull them through this? You know, could that be or are they reading their press clippings too much? You know, being well, a little bit thinking they're a little better than what they are. I don't know. I think the big thing, the other guys, other than the big three, because Tyreek and Mahomes and Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey is playing out of his mind. Oh, he is. By the way, I, I love, I used to think he's kind of a jerk. I don't really like him. I totally have changed my no, opinion. I think he's him. the real he's, deal. He's awesome. Yeah. He might still be a jerk, but he's awesome to watch. Um, no, he's, he's a great player. They're not doing, listen, if you don't know who the Chiefs are or you are just a casual fan, you don't even know any of their other players because they just haven't played that well. Now, Honey Badger played pretty well last night. I, I guess I should throw him in there. And he's kind of, you know, one of the top five players in the secondary in the NFL. Like, he's a great player. 
So he did show up and make big plays, but the, yeah. they're just not doing anything. The yeah. other players aren't. And maybe that is more of just kind of a we're looking at these other guys and they'll pull us through and, you know, we don't have to worry about it as much. Well, I don't know the Chiefs like Jared does and, and others. Seems to me like they have one down lineman on defense, and that's Chris Jones. Well, if yeah, you only got one, yep. if you only got one, you double team him, you take him out of the game. Somebody else has got to step up. I don't know if they have one. They're weak at linebacker. You know, that's the given. They're not very good there. So their defense has got major, major problems that they've got to solve. And if they can get that under control, then I think they'll be okay. I'm sure not burying the Chiefs, that's for sure. Well, absolutely not. You shouldn't bury them. They they will – again, their defense has many of the same players that we've seen be – they've never been like elite, you know, but they've yeah. always – other than the first year Mahomes was there, they've always been – decent enough to, to, to win when coupled with that offense. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's uh, I'll move on to the comment. Jay, uh, sorry, we, we got to go in on this and I, I, I forgot it was even up there, but he, and this is a great point, Jay was six fifty left to go third quarter. Casey team total was 42 and a half. Uh, and Casey had 35. It seemed like it was too low, right? I mean, I thought I, I, I was texting Samich. He had some overs at a 33 and a half, 35 and a half and 40 and a half. And I said, they make it to 50. Like this is this is crazy how how easily they're scoring. And then bam, they just stopped. And when they stopped, that's when the defense, that, that flaw really came up. But uh good job though. Uh hit the Raven spread and money line. So so nice job there, Jay. I hope you didn't get drunk like Indiana Grant and lose that ticket though, buddy. I, I haven't forgotten about <laughs> that story. That was great on uh, the Rocket Hour Thursday. He told us that. Um, uh, Dennis took Casey minus three and a half. So did we, but he also hit the over. So that was good. Uh, I strongly disagree that Hill isn't being used correctly. That's one of the best offensive coordinators, uh, in the, or, well, he's a head coach, but he's also the offensive coordinator. So I think Hill's being used just fine. I think what happened last night, they took him away and then you saw Travis Kelsey run all over the field. I, go ahead. Well, another thing, Aaron, I saw receivers catching the ball for the, the chiefs that I've not seen. You know, yeah. Well, they took they were able to take Hill away uh, last night, and you've yeah. seen teams do that. And sometimes they'll take Kelsey away, and then Hill goes crazy. Yeah, that's what makes them, uh, you know, so so hard to stop. Uh, final comment, and we're going to move on. Uh, you know, we'll give Jared he, his uh, therapy here. He needs we talked to. it out last night. We talked he, it out this morning. He needs it. This well, is what I, you need. You need therapy after a loss. Less, like, well, listen, I, I feel like we went to an OU game that we yes. lost, so we need therapy too, So yeah. even though we won. But uh, right. hey, we'll get to that. Uh, not only that, Jones looked completely lost most of the night playing his new position and against that run. Yeah, he didn't show out like normal. I still thought he played okay, but he wasn't that dominant factor last night, I didn't right. think. They'll probably win 51 to 15 this week, and everybody <laughs> will be thrilled with the Chiefs again. That's the way this works. Well, again, it, here's the thing. It, it's 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 two games, yes. But you remember last year they started having problems, and it was the offensive line a lot of people thought. Well, you know, it, it maybe, maybe they have more problems than what is. Oh, Jared, that's too long of a comment. We got to move on. <laughs> Here, I'll throw it up and people well, can read good. that. Um, but I'll, I'll throw We got to move on. I'm glad that he's able to type this morning. I think that's pretty good. I, you know. No, he's he's definitely was salty last night. But yeah, uh, that's I fine. The morning after, Jared calms down into good. what 
reality is for his teams and like most of us. <laughs> so let's move on. This was another exciting game. We'll, we'll, we'll get going into some of the other ones. This is not a, just a Kansas City podcast, but that was a hell of a game last night. Too, it was. Watch, by the way. But, um, okay, let's move on. Los Angeles travels to Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore <laughs> Colts. Los Angeles travels to Indianapolis and gets a nice road win, 27-24. I went to this game next because this was a wild game back and forth, all kinds of weird things happening. Uh, the Rams moved to 2-0, and though, so let's kind of project what's going to happen with the Rams. This wasn't pretty, but it's a big victory for them, right? It was. And anytime you go on the road, it's a big win. And, it does, and in the NFL, a, a win's a win, and you just take it. I didn't think they played real good, but they escaped with a victory. I thought Indy played pretty pretty hard in this game. Indianapolis's opening schedule is just brutal, mm-hmm. and uh, now they're zero and two, and they're they're in some trouble. But yeah, that's the game the Rams have got to win. They got to win those games on the road any way they can. And I thought Stafford looked good again, so yeah. good win for him. No, no win is a bad win on the road in the NFL. Yeah. The Chiefs would have won that game last night on a last second field goal. It's not a not a bad. We're not game. even talking about it this morning, probably. <laughs> well, I think we're still talking about they've got some issues, but it's yeah. not. It's not panic. Well, no. No. some people are panicked. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll move on from that one. Uh, the Bears beat the Bengals in a very, very ugly game. Uh, Joe Burrow, three interceptions. That was a terrible game. Uh, the Brownies get a win, 31-21 over the Texans. Um, I tell you what, though, if Tyrod Taylor hadn't got hurt in this game, yep. I'm not sure the Browns would have won. No. And again, I think the Browns have defensive problems. Um, I think their offense is fine. But they're having trouble stopping people. And I don't know how good Houston is, but, you know, I was kind of – I'm sure you were watching it. I was following it yep. on ESPN uh, GameCast, and they were – Houston went up and down the field on them pretty pretty much. So, and then, the yeah, your quarterback got hurt. So, I think the Browns have got some defensive issues also. But, again, good bounce back win. They got to get that one. You know, Dennis brought up just real quick. I'll go back to the Rams. He said, yeah, Rams minus four. He, I think he had him. I hated that result. A great game, closer than I thought. But the Colts, he did say, would go 0-5, 1-4 to yeah. start, alluding to that schedule. And listen, this was a game, if you bet the Rams minus four, they had a million chances <laughs> to cover, and they just wouldn't take them. So very frustrating game if you bet the Rams. Uh, this game, frustrating for me, Tua gets hurt very early in the Bills-Dolphins game, and that was it. Kobe Brissett looked terrible. They turned the ball over a hundred times. The Bills just dominate uh, the Dolphins, thirty-five to nothing. Uh, that was a laugher. Uh, Patriots win twenty-five to six over the Jets. And I tell you what, Papa dude, when you give um, uh, Belichick a rookie quarterback to play against, four interceptions for Zach Wilson of the Jets. Patriots dominate. Listen, the Patriots could be two and zero. Fumble cost them the game against the Dolphins. Your Patriots, you got to be happy with them. Well, you know, I you remember when we were doing the over-unders and we went through their schedule and we thought they could get off to a really good start. And that Miami game was one they needed. But uh, this kid, this this Mac Jones is going to be a, a really good player. And I thought that was a really good win uh, over the Jets. Even though the Jets aren't very good, that still was a pretty convincing win. So this Patriots team is one to watch down the road. So far, Mac Jones, what they're asking him to do isn't much. It's kind of what they asked Cam to do last year just manage the game but the difference and this is two games so again hit the pause button but so far the difference is mac jones isn't killing him with turnovers like cam did 
Cam would have one or two plays within a game uh, where he just would do something dumb and it would really hurt him. And when you got a team that need to, or that's going to be in a lot of close games, just manage the game. Don't turn it over. So Mac Jones certainly uh, looks good through two games, but he's in a really, really good situation, which is not what Zach Wilson's in or what, you know, Trevor Lawrence is in. So, all right, uh, we'll move on though. This was one of your uh, top five games to play the Niners 17 to 11 over the Eagles. <laughs> you had to sweat this one out the whole way. I think we saw who the Eagles were offensively in this game though. Yeah, they got problems on offense and we know that, but, but uh, San Francisco wasn't much better Mm-mm. either. And I was sitting there following this game thinking, good Lord, are they going to blow this? Cause when they got it to 17 to 11, you know, I was kind of sweating it, but they ran out the clock and ended up winning uh, the Niners two weeks in a row on the road. That's hard to do. So they got the two wins that they needed. And uh, that's the bottom line. Doesn't matter how you get them. You just got to get them. Yeah. Survive in advance for, for the 49ers to go on, like I said, two weeks in a row and get wins. Uh, not the best two teams, but still East coast time zone teams, you know, and, and going out that's from here, when you're from the West coast to going over there and winning is big. Uh, all right. This was a huge win too especially coupled with the Chiefs' loss last night. The Raiders go to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers 26-17. to You know, the game was tight at times, but really the Raiders kind of controlled this game. How surprised were you that they were able to go in there and win? Well, I picked them. Not I picked against the uh, – Against the spread, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I, – I think the Steelers are on their way down. I really do. They should not have won in Buffalo. They don't look good on offense at all. Derek Carr is playing unbelievable for the Raiders. He looks great. Uh, I think Gruden's a pretty good coach. I really do. I think he's kind of cocky, but I think players rally around him. I think they like that. His attitude, he's cocky as can be, and I think they like that. I saw him after the game celebrating with him, and it was like, the, you know, you can tell when it's fake with those players, when they mm-hmm. fist bump their coach and stuff like that, and, and you can tell. I can anyway. They genuinely are together. That was a huge win for them. 2-0, pretty good division they're in. That was a monstrous win. I kind of think we need to watch the Steelers. They may be going into a nosedive. Yeah, I'm with you. You said it on Thursday. I I think Buffalo, as a team and their fans, were kind of looking around last week like, how the hell did we lose that game? Like, we're we're better than the Steelers. They just – Got upset. They did not look good uh, either side of the ball. And you're right. I think the the Raiders, I'm still skeptical, but two wins now. And that's, I mean, that's big. And, and you know, they're building momentum, as, as Dennis says. And I, I, I agree. Yeah, they certainly are. Uh, more games here. The Saints went to uh, Carolina to take on the Panthers. Gosh, that was an ugly, ugly game for the Saints. I wonder if uh, losing all those coaches had a lot to do with how bad that looked because it, it was bad. Uh, well, the- Aaron, when you lose when you lose eight coaches, you yep. know, I don't know how they did it. I don't know what they did to to replace those guys. I don't know who they put in there. Do you want to give you a shout out though? When we were doing the over unders way back in August, you liked uh, the Panthers mm-hmm. a lot. That's two for them. And remember when we were going through that, we said their schedule was conducive to getting them off to a good start. Yep. And and that's two big wins for them. They they look pretty pretty decent. And that's a game we may not have thought that they would have got too. You know, that's that's one that we may have counted as a loss. But Matt yeah. Rule's a really good coach. Uh, you know, he is. A lot of times these college guys, 
come to the NFL and they don't really do all that well. But Rule was kind of a – he's not your typical college coach when he was at Baylor. He's a little different. So I think he's doing pretty well there. Uh, a college coach that's come to the NFL and is not doing well, that's Urban Meyer. Uh, the Broncos easily beat the Jaguars 23-13. to 13. Uh, this game wasn't that close. Uh, a kick return for a touchdown late made this one closer than what it was. This was a wild one. We'll talk about it. The Vikings, oh, man, they should have beaten uh, the Cardinals. They blew all kinds of chances. Arizona wins 34-33. to The Vikings miss a chip shot field goal for the NFL standards late. Um, gosh, this was, this was a hell of a game. Uh, momentum swings all around. So now Arizona's 2-0. and How serious are you taking them? They kind of look more like the Arizona that we kind of thought they were this week. Yeah, I can't get behind them, uh, the tradition, the history of the Cardinals organization down through the years is not stable. Um, they all It all depends on Kyler Murray for them. Um, you know, he's got to play lights out every every week. You know, that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy. Minnesota's in big trouble, you know, zero and two to start. Both tough losses, too. They have been on the road, and uh, – We'll see that division's terrible that they're in, so they could bounce back. Not, I'm not completely sold on the Cardinals yet, but they are fun to watch. You know, this kid is something else. It's it's interesting. They they do rely so much on Kyler, and he was lights out, and they were getting ready to pull away, and then all of a sudden he throws two interceptions. Yeah. And it's like, oh boy, within the game we've gone from one way to the other. So, yeah. I, I don't I, listen. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the league as far as all the things that he can do. Like, I, I get no, I'm not gonna say most talented, he's the most athletic quarterback yes. in the league, but he makes plays like this within the games with these interceptions that just kill them at times. That's the thing he's got to get away from, but he's he's obviously playing great so far. Um, Atlanta made the game a little closer against Tampa Bay, but in the end, Tampa Bay just too much. That's no surprise. Let's move on to one that was wild. Uh, the Cowboys win 20-17, to 17, so they do get the win. And we said last week, these are games they have to win. They go to Los Angeles, they get the win. But what were your over, overall thoughts on uh, Dallas and Los Angeles here? Well, was that a comedy of errors or what? <laughs> yeah. Neither one of those teams wanted to win. Didn't look like. They tried every way to lose. I mean, Dallas just baffles me. I just... You know, Dak Prescott has got unbelievable numbers, but how many times does he make a dumb play? Like he got sacked a couple of times when they were in obvious field goal range. Yeah. I don't know. It was they won, and that's what you go out there to do. They did win. They're better than the Chargers. That shouldn't have been close. But I but I, I don't know. It was and the Chargers got a terrible call in that game. Did you see that one? Yes. What kind of a freaking call was that? <laughs> you know, it was it was awful, and we're going to get into some more bad calls when we get to college that were worse than that even. But, yeah, they got a terrible call. Um, the Chargers had all kinds of chances to win this game still uh, and wouldn't take it. And then Dallas finally finally does it. Uh, you know, Zerline has all kinds of trouble week one and then kicks a 56-yarder in week two to get it done. I, this is one of those games 
you, you walk away and you go, I'm still not sure what either one of these teams are. They're, they're, they're two strange teams. I guess Dallas in this division, I mean, are they the favorites now? I mean, is that, is that where we're at with them, at least within the division? They got, they got to be. Yeah. But, and, and those, those are types of games Dallas loses. They tried to lose that one. Um, oh, the other thing that towards the end of that game, why did they run the clock down like they did to kick a 56 yard freaking field? What are they doing? I don't know. I'm sitting there going, and I, I was kind of rooting for them. I don't know why, but I kind of like them a little. Not much. I mean, I don't care. Because you them. had them plus three and a half. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, but I kind of – I don't hate the Cal- – I don't care if they lose. It don't bother me one bit when they lose. I don't lose a minute. Yeah. You know, he's got side and do something. It doesn't bother me. But I was kind of rooting for him. I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? You know, because the guy did uh, – Sirline is a good kicker. But he struggled last week, you know. I'm thinking you're going to put this game on him, and I just didn't under I didn't understand it. Well, the Cowboys here's here's their next couple of games. Now, they've they've been on the road the first two weeks, and they come yeah. out of that one and one. And I guarantee you, going into those two, that's what they thought they would be. Well, yeah, they would take it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So look at the Eagles on Monday night. You know, at Dallas, you have to win that. And then they got Carolina. They got three home games in a row. They got Carolina and then the Giants. So we're going to know the next three weeks, what they are. At worst, they have to go two and one in that stretch. They have to. At worst. Any worse than that, and, yeah. and they're 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 back to what they, they are. Uh, so Jason Hommel says, McCarthy said the clock he was watching went out. Apparently, it was the only clock in the building. Okay, Jason. Jason, here's the deal. You got 59 million coaches over there on them damn sidelines. Yeah. Game. There ain't one guy on that damn sidelines that knows what's going on. This, this is total bullshit. That's total yeah. bullshit. That's just ridiculous. That's what pisses me off about. I'm sorry, this is my rant. So what pisses me off about the NFL. You got all these coaches, and you got too many. You yeah. got too many Chiefs, not enough Indians, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, if I'll, I'll couple your rant with my rant, this is my biggest pet peeve in all of football, no matter what level. You've got studs. You've got warriors out there on that field, and every time. Every time, no matter the level, they play for a field goal in the spot. Every time. Even even to a lesser degree, think of the Chiefs last night. They get the ball with four minutes left, down one point. Once they got into field goal range, Andy Reid was playing for a field goal. Yeah. And it's not even that Butker – I think Butker probably would have made it if he would have got the opportunity. Yeah. So who would you rather go win a football game for you? Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, or a kicker that looks like me? That's the yeah. I, I I'll never get it. So I don't I don't agree with Scott here. He says Mike McCarthy's an idiot. No, he's not. He's not an idiot. I think these NFL head coaches depend on these assistants for so much crap. And you, if you're a head coach, you can't do that. He's the head coach. He should have known. That's just I I don't understand that. <laughs> Uh, the, the offensive coordinator says the cameraman was blocking his view of the clock. That's bullshit, so. <laughs> total bullshit. It's listen, I don't care what level it is right now. I mean, I, I see it all the time in college. I see it in the pros. They, they get down there within range and they, they put it on the kicker every single time. Hmm. And it's crazy. I, I just think don't of how many it. things, think of how many things can go wrong. So mm-hmm. many things can go wrong. Yeah. Lincoln Riley does it at OU all the oh, time. It, it's it's and it, it's everywhere. Like I said, and it's yeah. my biggest pet peeve in football. 
listen, I would rather go down, right? You got two minutes left for the 35 yard lines and you got Pat Mahomes and, and you try to score a touchdown and say he throws a pick. I'd be better than that or better with that than a kicker missing a field goal. Yeah. To me, you kick the field goal at the last second when you don't have any other options. It's your yep. last resort. You're out of time. You tried. Now you got to kick it and that whatever happens, happens. But right. to purposely run plays, to set up field goals, when you're as good as the Chiefs or, right. you know, as good as Dallas on offense, it's crazy. So um, that's why I ran on that. All right, let's let's move on to uh, the, the, the final game. We'll talk about the NFL uh, for, as far as what happened yesterday. This was a hell of a game, too. The Titans fight back after looking lifeless week one, force overtime uh, in Seattle, and win the game. They win in overtime, 33-30. to 30 over the Seahawks, uh, Derrick Henry, who did nothing week one against the Cardinals defense, who was just gashed by Minnesota last week. He takes the game over in Seattle. This was a huge win for the Titans. This was the most impressive win of the weekend, I think. Uh, the Raiders are honorable mention, and, and so are the Ravens. But uh, Tennessee, this was a tremendous victory. They were behind significantly in this game they were so bad last week and it's hard to win in seattle and to win this man you talk about a huge win for them they're one of my picks to go a long ways in the playoffs and they could have easily started zero and two so this was a huge victory for them very impressive and and um it's going to springboard them probably down the road yeah, and they were getting dominated at the half. They, they showed were. a lot of guts to come back they and win were. this game. They exactly. may have, and again, it's two weeks. It we're is. not overreacting, but at the same time, they may have saved their season right there because if they go awesome. to 0-2, things aren't looking great for them. Uh, yeah, last comment on the uh, field goal, and, and, and I agree, Scott. They played a, not to lose instead of going out and trying to win the damn thing. That's true. And again, sometimes it works out and then sometimes it doesn't. But the point is, I would rather put put the ball in the hands of the guys that have went out there the whole game and got me into this position than a kicker. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just how I was. So well, I guarantee you the players feel that way, too. Yeah, they don't want that going into the kicker's hands. No, and again, if it's the last resort, yeah. you get the oh yeah, get the ball. Twenty five seconds left, and you're on your own thirty five, and you you you're trying to get to the field goal because you right. know you can't score a touchdown in that in that. Spot. And one more thing on the Titans win their next three games, they got Indy at home, mm -hmm. then they go to the Jets, they go to Jacksonville. Yeah. Hey, you're looking four and one instead of three and two, and that's a huge difference. And yes, you don't know if you lose that game, what what's that going to do to your psyche? You know, when you're zero and two, now. You know, that, that game's huge. That was a big win for them. Yep, you got a lot of momentum going into it. And Dennis, to, to wrap us up here, says he was scared uh, scared to death betting this game. Uh, it was one of the hardest uh, games of the week in the handicap. I would agree because the Titans, you thought, there's no way they're as bad as they were week yeah. one. But also it's like, God, they're going to have to be a total 180 to win here in Seattle. Well, they pulled it off. So right. good for them. That was a huge win. You know, these good these good NFL teams, good ones, mm -hmm. they will bounce back the next week, which leads us into this one. Yeah, so that, definitely that's a very good uh, segue into the Lions and the Packers tonight. It's not a sexy matchup tonight for Monday Night Football, to say the least. But it is interesting in the fact that what will Green Bay do after just getting embarrassed by the Saints? 
And oh, by the way, the Saints get embarrassed this week by Carolina. What will Green Bay do here? They host the Lions. Green Bay, 11 and a half point favorite. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen on Monday night? Well, again, I just said it with the Titans. I don't know if the Packers are as good as the Titans. They were absolutely awful in week one. They've What we don't know for sure is how bad are the internal problems there. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers a distraction? Or is he going to rally the troops? We talked about it last week. Who can take care of that problem? Well, he's the one that has to take care of the problem. Coaches can't do much about that situation because Aaron Rodgers has more power than any coach that's there. So that's the key to the game tonight. They're better than the Lions. We all know that. Are they 11 and a half better? Yeah, probably. (laughs) But do they have problems? Are there internal problems? Are the other players against Aaron Rodgers? That's the key when we're looking at this one tonight. I'm going to stay away from the game completely because 11 and a half is a tricky line anyway, even if things were going well. And the NFL, 11 and a half is a lot of points. It is. Uh, if I trusted that the Packers were going to be the Packers, meaning be like how they've been the last couple of years, I would take the over 48 and a half. But I, I do not trust this team right now because of how bad they were. So I think it's a good sit and watch game. I think Dennis has a good point. You can bet this game live. Maybe take a look at what the Packers look like coming out of the gate here, uh, first or second drive, as Dennis says, and then make a judgment or just lay off completely if you see and it's like, damn, they don't look good here. So I think it's a it's a good game to sit and watch. I don't think it's one you need to bet. I really don't because you just don't know what's happening in Green Bay. We're going to find out, though, if they, if they bounce back, you're going to say, well, it's the Lions, yes, but at least they showed life. So. Yeah. And, and not a great win. game, but an interesting game. Yeah, so, I wouldn't touch it either. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to watch it. I'm going to a high school volleyball game tonight. That's how dumb I am. So, well, <laughs> Okay, we got to back up. <laughs> Why are you going to a high school volleyball game tonight? Well, a good friend of mine that I taught with uh, is bringing her team up here to where I live tonight to play. And I three weeks ago when I was, I don't know, stupid or something, I told her I would come tonight. So, yeah. She texted me a while ago and said, are you, are you still coming? And I thought, Oh crap. Yeah, yeah. I guess well, so. So you could always get sick. Maybe you get sick uh, here a little later. Well, a volleyball game sometimes doesn't take very long. So I'm hoping her team's better than the team here. And you know, they can go real fast. Those games can. Yeah. <laughs> and I could always sneak out the side door after I've talked to her, you know, you just want to make sure she knows you were there. So Honestly, nice. If you're going to go to an event, a volleyball game's not an event you don't care about, I should say. A volleyball <laughs> game isn't too bad yeah. um, because it does go fast. So, well, I don't know anything about it. So, you know, just get it over the net. I think you're doing pretty good. So, yeah, exactly. Well, have fun at that. I will not be going. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go to college here. I've got the college scoreboard uh, recap up here. I'll just quickly mention, this was a huge win for Louisville on Friday night to, to, to beat Central Florida 42-35. to 35. Hell of a game. Um, you know, uh, I, once again, Dylan Gabriel plays well, the quarterback for Central Florida for most of the night, and it just makes terrible plays out of nowhere. Uh, Louisville wins in dramatic fashion. That was a fun one. Uh, Maryland barely well, We want to mention that for Dennis, too. Well, yeah, Dennis's team Dennis's Louisville team. for sure. A huge oh, by the way, Aaron, did you see where uh, Gabriel has a broken uh, collarbone? No, I didn't. I see don't that. know when he when that took place, but yeah, he has that's a broken. 
No, I, think, I hadn't in the, seen in that. the clavicle, the collarbone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Dennis says, uh, I lost my bet when my team won. How should I feel? I, you I should feel really good. good. Feel happy. Yeah. Yeah. Your team's always important, the most important. Uh, Maryland squeaked by Illinois in a very uninspiring win, but it's a win nonetheless. All right, let's get to the game in Oklahoma. This is the game we were at. Uh, Oklahoma, 22 and a half favorites, uh, 22 and a half point favorites coming into the game. They win 23 to 16. Um, all right, now we'll talk about another team that had championship aspirations who have major problems. What I mean, where do you even start with this game with Oklahoma? Well, I told you they wouldn't cover, <laughs> and I was right, so I got to throw that in there. But yeah. again, let's not overreact yet. But we've seen a couple of games now, they tend to get better as the season goes along, so we, we gotta, gotta look at it that way. But they've got problems at quarterback, there's some issues there <clears throat> that. You know, I don't know exactly what it is. I, I do want to come in Nebraska. I thought they played great, very, very hard. They did a lot of good things. And I came away, other than some dumb penalties that they got, Nebraska did, they're pretty well coached, I thought. I thought they made adjustments. They're running an offense that they have to run. Some quite have the players on offense. Their defense played really good. I don't know. I'm not. I. I. I just don't want to. I'm still. I'm too close to the Oklahoma pro, program to be. I, I just. I'm, I'm kind of like Chiefs fans. I kind of overreact a little bit, but they got. They got offensive problems. There's something wrong. I don't know what it is. Uh, you can overreact. This is not a good team. <laughs> no, this, they're not good. No, this is not a good team. This no, is a team that's going to lose some games. That it, and listen. They played two real teams, Tulane and mm -hmm. Nebraska. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nebraska lost to Illinois, who hadn't mm -hmm. won a game since. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tulane lost 61 to 21 I to hear Ole Miss. You. I hear you. And both games were one possession games, and both teams had the ball with a chance to win the game late. Okay. I agree. Spencer Rattler has played two real teams. He was, he was not the best quarterback in the Tulane game. Yes, I'll repeat that again. The Tulane quarterback outplayed Nebraska – or outplayed, outplayed, excuse me, Rattler. And then Taylor Martinez – we know what Martinez is. He's no good. And he outplayed Spencer Rattler easily on Saturday. OU has no quarterback. OU has no go-to wide receiver right now. And OU has a defense that can't defend the pass. It's, right. it's going to get bad. It is. And Spencer Rattler is more interested in the money that he's making uh, with this NIL crap. Yeah. I don't know whether you saw him in the post-game interview, but he's got this diamond necklace on yeah. with his logo, yeah. huge logo on there. I don't understand that. There was rumors going on he's getting new cars or something. The yeah, he got two new cars. cars for signing a NIL deal with this uh, dealership down in Norman. Yeah. yeah. So that's out of control. I and I don't know what a coaching staff can do about that. I don't know how you can police that. You know, well, I you, guess can. you can't. You can't go say, "Hey, don't do it." I mean, he's making money off of it. So there's issues. Um, we're just gonna have to see how that plays out. I don't know. You you have to hope that the kid is is mature enough to not let it get in the right. way. And it, listen, I 
the, the mistakes he's making are just incredible. Like after the game, they said, well, at least, at least uh, he didn't throw an interception. Yeah, but he threw he three balls into triple coverage. Like he could have been interception intercepted. Uh, I, I'll agree with Dennis. He says Tulane, I can forgive, but this is unforgivable. Unforgivable. Uh, this is why I agree with it. Tulane at the half, it looked like that was getting ready to be a blowout. So right. you could always make the case of well, they just let let off the gas, and and you know that it was it was more mental than you know anything else. And they were really probably 20, 30 points better than Tulane. This game was 23 to 16, and it should have been 21 to 17. And if Nebraska makes a chip shot, it's 21 to 20. Now, one of the field goals they missed was 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 a long one. I'll, I'll give right. them, you know. The biggest play in this game, uh, OU blocked an extra point and returned it for two points. That that changed the whole game. It changed right. how each team played, how each team made, you know, called uh plays and, and how and how it went. Um they look like a team pretty similar to Nebraska. And this Nebraska team's not good. I'm telling you that right now. So No. No, they, it, uh, no, they didn't dominate them at all. No. 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 If anything, well, I'm not going to say Nebraska played them, but it was an evenly matched. It was game. even it was like the old Nebraska Oklahoma games of, yep. of old when both teams were really good. That's the kind of game it was. Yep, and now both teams aren't good. No, that, they're but, both about the same. Yeah, and that's scary for what's going to happen with Oklahoma. All right, let's move on. Uh, This game got tight. This was almost a massive upset. Alabama goes to the swamp and comes out and looks like they're just going to dominate, just run away. And all of a sudden, Florida's a two-point conversion away from this being a tie game with less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Alabama survives 31-29. to Obviously, they do not cover. What do we make of Alabama after this? Well, uh, the article I just uh, wrote, I don't know if it's been posted yet, probably not, on the uh, most impressive and biggest disappointments of the week. I put on there, uh, my number five disappointment is all of us Alabama worshipers who worship them too quick. And again, we overreact to things. What has been proven out is this. That opening win over Miami is not near as impressive as we thought it was. And uh, so, and then this game, you know, playing them close like that. Again, they got the win. That's the most important thing. But suddenly, maybe they're not as good as we thought. And I think they do have some defensive problems. And they they haven't been as great on defense the last few years anyway. I mean, I'm going to take it as a game that's tough to win. you got to go in the swamp and, and, and win. I think there was some weather conditions in there a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was going to be this close. And I certainly didn't think Florida would run the ball and and, and hurt them like they did uh, offensively. So suddenly uh, they're not invincible. But but we do this all the time. We overreact. And so you just got to take these games one at a time and see what happens. I, I think the only concerning thing for me coming out of it is, is exactly what he said, that Florida was able to move the ball. And I don't think this Florida offense is going to prove to be that good yeah. uh, moving forward. We listened to, to a lot of the second half on the radio. We watched most of the first half while we were eating. Um, and I, it's just like, chunk plays like florida would hand it off and get eight yards they'd hit a guy over the middle and get 15 yards that was a surprising thing but like i said a huge win for alabama still uh, yeah it's get, a win yeah they find they got tested they, they got in some big tight spots and they were able to win so a win is a win if you went on the road you beat a ranked team you right and i i noticed here i'll point out one more thing 
Mm-hmm. This proves that they're human also. Look at that first quarter score, 21-3, total domination. Did they let off the gas like other teams do? And then the other team starts getting some momentum and they couldn't turn it back on. That's what it looks like happening yeah. down there. That that could be, and, and you know, Dennis says it's a tough, hard-fought game. Doesn't change his thoughts, but they did show some vulnerabilities in the game for the first time yeah. this year, and so that's something. Uh, yeah, this comment, I think it's like when a good two-year-old tries stakes for the first time and they win by a neck. Yeah, that might be right. Maybe the two-year-old gets out ahead by six links, kind of like Alabama gets ahead 21-3. to It just kind of hangs on, and maybe it's a learning experience for him. Um, still number one in the country, still undefeated. So oh, yeah. nothing I didn't think to panic about, really. And they got a big one coming up in a couple of weeks. Ole Miss. Yeah. It, we'll it, talk about it, I'm sure, here in a minute. Ole Miss, super impressive offensively. So it yeah. is interesting. That could be a shootout. Georgia took care of South Carolina. Oregon wins. Uh, your your Hawkeyes are now 3-0. They beat Kent State. I'll stop at this one. <laughs> Clemson wins 14 to 8 over Georgia Tech. It's a win. Yeah. Clemson has major offensive problems. I didn't see the game cuz we were on the road. I know they had weather problems. I don't know exactly whether it was rain. I know they had lightning delays, so I'm assuming there was some sort of mm-hmm. rain or something. Uh they've played two division 1 teams, okay? And they've scored 17 points. That's that's a problem. And Georgia, and, and Georgia Tech's not any good. Yep. Now, the other Georgia team was pretty good. So I don't know what's going on there. That are my number one disappointment right now uh, is their offense. Defensively, obviously, they're good. They're not going to make it through uh, that schedule, score not being able to score. So I, I don't – I can say I've not got to see them. I didn't get to see that game at all. So I don't really know what's going on, but their statistics are not good at all. They're not moving the ball. No, they look bad. I watched the second half of this one. We got back in time. You probably didn't because you got an hour longer to drive, but I watched the second half of this one. I couldn't believe what I was watching. They're they're bad. Yeah. Um, and it kind of it kind of makes you think, hmm, is the Georgia defense really just this all elite group, or was that kind of a mirage and Clemson's not very good? So Indeed. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Here's a good question. Who has a bigger problem, Oklahoma or Clemson? Well, I'm going to say this. Clemson's schedule, neither one of them schedules too tough. No. Clemson plays in the AC, a, a, ACC. This is a tough game for them this week. If they get by that one, I don't, I don't think they're going to lose even as bad as they are. I think they'll get some some things straightened out. Oklahoma's got, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about the Big 12 here right now. I'll just go ahead and do it right now real quick. Last week I blasted them. It was my rant. This week they were a little better. They had four key games, and they won them all. Nebraska-Oklahoma game, that's not a big win, but it's still a win. Boise State, uh, Oklahoma State went to Boise State and beat them. That's a yep. good win. Kansas State beat a good Nevada team convincingly. At uh, at home, and what the hell's the other one? What other one? What well, uh, did you mention? West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia just and they beat the number fifteen ranked team in the country. Yeah. So the Big Twelve came back a little bit, and so I, I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. I think Clemson's offense is a heck of a lot worse than Oklahoma's right at the moment. I really do. 
I do too. Uh, I I think if Oklahoma played Georgia Tech, they would at least get in the twenties. Um, Georgia think. Tech might get in the twenties too. So <laughs> I I think they both are a big. They both yeah. have problems. They both have big problems. Yeah. And guess what? Um, the rest of the country don't care. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. Everybody else is laughing yeah. except for Clemson fans yeah. and, and us. Uh, yeah, a and takes care of New Mexico. They got bigger fish to fry uh, this coming that's Thursday. Right. We'll talk about that game. Uh, they got a big Saturday game against uh, the Razorbacks. We'll go to your lock of the week. It didn't look good for a while, but Cincinnati yeah. pulls away late to beat Indiana 38-24. to I think this is even more of a quality win for Cincinnati, considering they got behind uh, by two touchdowns, fourteen to nothing early. Um, we were we were following this game. We were inside the stadium at, there at Norman because they played at the same time. But um, big win for Cincinnati. Oh, I was sweating this one out. I thought they'd win easier than that. Uh, score maybe about like that, but I thought no, uh, Indiana would score late to do that. So that was a huge win for them. Uh, like I say, I was sweating it. But uh, they pulled out for me. Now they have a week off before they go to South Bend, Indiana, for the biggest game in Cincinnati history, probably. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Yeah. Uh, but the, to make that the biggest game in their history, they had to win this one. Yes, they I, did. Thought, I thought they showed a lot of stones. Get behind 14-0 on the road. You don't, you're not really known for a real explosive offense. They, they came rolling back. So, so major props to them. They showed me a lot there. Even if Indiana, because I, I know a lot of people are like, I don't think Indiana is that great. And they may not be, but still. That's a, that's that's a big really, win. Yeah, really impressive. Uh, very unimpressive win for Ohio State, but they do bounce back and beat Tulsa 41-20. to The game of the weekend uh, was Penn State-Auburn. Auburn goes to Penn State. And I thought Auburn gave a decent showing of themselves. In the end, I think Penn State just a little too good, a little too consistent. Uh, nice 28-20 to win uh, for Penn State couple of things I took away from that. Uh, Penn State's quarterback, Sean Clifford, was excellent through the ball. You know, if they can throw the ball to go along with that running game they have and their tough defense, they're going to they're gonna be tough. I mean, they got a leg up in the, in the uh, Big Ten with that win over Wisconsin. Uh, I'm very impressed with Penn State. And have you ever seen a better wideout? In that stadium with those pom poms, that was absolutely. Those people had to be exhausted by the time they got home after that game. It was a great atmosphere. Yep. The the idea of those pom poms, you know, it's not just a whiteout. It's those things. Yeah. And and they they've got the rhythm down. I mean, it was just incredible. <laughs> I was sitting there watching that, and and I was thinking two things. I was thinking how many people are going to get COVID after this game. That's the first thing that got in my mind. You got 150,000 people spitting all over each other. So that's the first thing that came to my mind. And the second thing was, holy cow, that was so awesome to see that. That was something else. Yeah, it was great. It was definitely great. And uh, I think you mentioned it. The quarterback Penn State played great, yeah. and Bo Nix is just not very good for Auburn. And honestly, I think that's the difference in the game. It was. I really do. Um, Not in the fact Auburn hadn't been hit yet. You know, they hadn't had a test. But I thought they answered the bell. I, I was very impressed with Auburn. They're pretty good. Yeah, at times Auburn was able to line up and run the ball and, and do it pretty pretty effectively. And then at times, you know, they got stopped and they had to rely on the quarterback, and he's just not that good. But uh, it was a hell of a game, kind of a, another old-school throwback it was a good uh, type, of, type of game. Uh, Dennis hit the under, he says, on the Penn State-Auburn game. He thinks Penn State's pretty good, uh, top five contender. 
I'll stop the show for a second because because I, I can uh, pull up an article you do uh, that who uh, Jason Hummel says who are the top five teams right now college football. If you go to the website right now, it looks like uh, Papa Dude has Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State. Yeah, Clemson number five. I don't know about that. Well, I I do because I don't count that Georgia loss at all. Uh, somebody's got to be in there. After you get through those top four, I don't see anybody worth a crap to be honest. I, well, I don't see anybody to put in there. Yeah, you got, like I said, Alabama, obvious. Georgia's obvious. Oregon has the biggest win, you know, yep. going to the Ohio or State. Or Penn State. Penn State has two. Penn State has two wins, yeah. so there's four. You're right. There okay, anybody. let's look at it. Clemson, they haven't been very good, but they have the best loss. OU's been awful. Ohio State has not looked good. Nope. Uh, Cincinnati, maybe you could put them at five. Maybe Man. you put Iowa at five. No way. They're not that good. We know yeah, that. They might. Look at look at 11, Texas A&M. What have they done? Nothing. They're not they're not very good. There no. isn't anybody to put in there. Yeah. They're they're just not. Not. Scott says Iowa cuz they do have two two nice they wins, do. but the Indiana win, eh. You know, know they're going to get beat, Scott. You know they're going to get beat. That's the thing. You just that is the thing. I was going to lose one sometime I mean, you soon. Can, you can go down I, like Florida. I almost jumped Florida way up. Yeah, that they were as impressive as anybody. I mean, okay, the most inv- invincible team in the country, Alabama. You playing within two, and you have a two point conversion to tie the game. Shouldn't you be number five? Yeah, that you could. Maybe you should be number two. Yeah, <laughs> you could make an argument for it. Uh, I think. What about our Cougars? They have two wins against ranked opponents. They maybe maybe they yeah. should be up there a little higher than They're that. Probably too low. How about Ole Miss? Uh yeah, Ole Miss. That's their third three and oh. They haven't really played anybody yet. Well, they beat Louisville and Louisville beat Central Florida, so maybe maybe they jump They're up not there. Just I think beating it, teams either. They're slaughtering them, you know. That's true. That's true. Uh Dennis thinks what about Fresno State? They picked up a big win there. Top twenty team maybe. I got them ranked, uh, Dennis. What do you have uh Fresno? Twenty three. Okay. Twenty three, and I almost moved them up higher than that. That's about right. That's I about bet right. they're not in the top twenty five in the AP though. I, I do think you know these top four teams here that I highlight, I think those are a clear top four. No doubt. I think they've separated themselves. And again, it's only three weeks, but um, I do think they've kind of separated themselves a little bit. So we should see if that continues. Uh, We'll continue down the scoreboard recap here real quick and finish this thing up. Notre Dame picks up a win against Purdue. They have not looked good really in any of their games, but they're winning. And I think that means something. It means everything, right? Uh, Dennis, you just mentioned Fresno. This was a huge win, and they had to score late on the road to win this game. 40-37, to Fresno State beats UCLA. Big setback for UCLA. Fresno State's good, though. They are. That game was in California. That's in (laughs) – both schools are in California, but it was in L.A. Yeah. And if that had been in Fresno, I wouldn't have been surprised by that. But Fresno State's pretty good, but that was a bad loss for UCLA, and they got Stanford this week. That's going to be a toughie. The momentum that UCLA was building building was halted. And what does this say about LSU? Because UCLA beat LSU pretty decisively, and then Fresno goes in there and wins. And, again, I'm not shitting on Fresno, but LSU should be better than that. That's right. They may not be. Iowa State, easy win, 48-3. By the way, Ricky said they wouldn't score 31. Remember that? Well, Ricky said the, the, that, uh, yeah, he went on a rant saying that I, Iowa State would be the dumbest bet ever, and they won 48-3. to three. And he also said all we'd be talking about is Tank Bigsby, uh, and we have we didn't mention him when we talked well, about Well, I do Dallas. have to say Tank was pretty good in that game. 
he was good, but he's just another back. I don't see anything crazy special about him. Uh, but he was very good, no doubt. Uh, like we already mentioned, West Virginia got that big win over Virginia Tech, 27 to 21. Uh, they come to Norman, so we'll see what happens with the West Virginia uh, Oklahoma game. Uh, Coastal Carolina barely survives, and we mentioned I think they're weeks. overrated. Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. yeah, they haven't looked great. Uh, even Kansas, it wasn't close, mm-hmm. but it was closer than it should have been, probably. Ole Miss, 61-21. to Let me stop it here because they have been super impressive. The Louisville win that they had in week one looks better now than it did when they they got it. Can they challenge Alabama? They did last year. Yeah. Uh, I Like I say, I've been on the road a couple of the weeks of college football, but uh, I have seen Matt Corral. There's no, no one has impressed me more than he has of any quarterback that I've seen. Yeah. So far. Their offense is dynamic. It's going to be hard to, to stop. Uh, their defense is better. I don't know how good it is, but it's better. They hung 48 on Alabama last year, and it wasn't 48 late points. Mm-mm. That game was nip and tuck back and forth. Saban was chewing on him. everybody that could get close to him. He couldn't believe it. I think it was 62 to 48 or something like that. You know, yeah. heck of a game. I'm not saying they're going to beat Alabama, but I think this team can win win nine, ten, nine or ten games with the way they're playing. Now they're going to have to beat some people they nor- don't normally beat. I don't want to get on the bandwagon too quick. They've been as impressive as anybody. Why don't I phrase it like this? You've got Alabama and you've got Georgia. Okay, I think everybody knows or, or believes those are your two best SEC schools. Is Ole, are they Ole Miss? Are they flirting with like that third or fourth best SEC school right now? Like, is that where they're at, or, or are we overrating them? Well, I think if you're rating them right now, yes. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen down the line, but they they've they've really looked good, and yeah. they got the prettiest uniforms in football, by the way. <laughs> they're gorgeous because of those helmets. I love the blue helmets. I um, love them. Yeah. Any color combination they put with that blue helmet, man. Yep. They got good looking uniforms. It's definitely a win. The blue helmet is a win. Uh, BYU, listen, I said on the show, it's deja vu all over again for BYU. Yep. They beat Utah 26 to 17, and then this time they beat Arizona State 27 to 17. Uh, uh, home underdogs in both those games, and they win them outright. And again, they weren't all that competitive, neither nope. one of them. BYU. Was- I looked at their schedule there, and they got a good shot to run the table. They really they do, do now. Yep. Um, Arkansas, listen, we thought they might be a little bit down for this game. They handled Georgia Southern easily, 45 to 10, set up the undefeated versus undefeated matchup this week with Texas A&M. We'll talk about that at length on Thursday. That may be the game of the week in college football. It's going to be a hell of a game. Um, North Carolina, they bounced back. You liked North Carolina a lot in this game. and they, they proved you right. 59 to 39. I'll ask you this. How did they play so bad at Virginia Tech week one? Well, they just made a lot of mistakes. They should have scored more points than they did. Probably came in there a little bit overrated. Got ambushed um, early. You know, they, they they got beat up pretty bad early in that game. Kind of turned it on, but just couldn't get over the hump. They're starting to come around a little bit. I don't think Virginia's that good. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think North Carolina is going to prove me wrong. I think they, they may come on with the ACC being as weak as it is, and Miami's not any good. I think uh, I think they're going to get back up in the top ten or twelve before this is over with. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And Dennis says it was week one, that's why. But really, that shouldn't be an excuse for a team like North Carolina who had a lot of experience back on offense, including Sam Howell, who many believe might be the best quarterback in college football. So there's no excuse. They they should have beat Virginia Tech. A horrible loss. Now, that's a team, North Carolina, if they can continue to score and continue to show something on offense, they could beat a Clemson. Because who can Clemson match their, their scores? I'm not sure this year. Um Let's move on, though. This was a huge win. Michigan State was a a six-and-a-half-point underdog, and they dominate Miami 38-17. to The bloom's off the rose of Miami. I I think we we can agree they're not very good. No. And this is the surprise team of the year, is Michigan State to this point. I mean, don't you think? Oh, no question. They're 3-0, and they've looked impressive. Several preseason magazines had them the worst team in the Big Big Ten. Yep. And, uh, you know, Three and zero, and we know Miami's not quite as good as we thought they were. Well, obviously not, but still, you had to go to Miami and beat them. They didn't just beat them; they thumped them. So, yeah, what a what an impressive job at Michigan State. They had a lot of they brought in a lot of transfers uh, through the portal, and they're working out. And uh, yeah, great job well, up in East Lansing. And again, I'll, I'll use a horse racing term that I used uh, last week to describe them. It's obviously Northwestern's not very good, right? I mean, we've established that. They lost to Duke this week. And it's obvious Miami's not that good. But when a a good horse beats a bad field and beats them by several links, well, hey, yeah, he faced lesser competition, but he beat them easily. And that's what Michigan State's done. They're winning easily. So it's a good sign for when they do eventually play a better team that maybe they'll be able to compete with them. Uh, You know, the thing about Michigan State is that program has been at the top. You know, they know how to win. They get a little momentum behind them. You know, they're gonna they're gonna think they're good. Yep, absolutely right. They have a they're not a rich tradition, but they've they've got tradition there. They they they're used to being solid. Uh, yep. Michigan, the other team in the state of Michigan, they're starting to gain momentum. I don't know who they've really played, but again, they win sixty three to ten. Uh, they're they're kind of dominating teams so far. So maybe there's hope for the Wolverines to finally get that thing kind of turned around there. I sure hope so. Well, not really. I don't like them, but I do. I do like, okay, I'll, I'll backtrack. I don't like Michigan, but I do like when there's some kind of competition for Ohio state in the big 10. And I do like when that game means something. So hopefully Michigan can kind of at least get back to that level. Um, that's all for the ranked teams. I did want to scroll down here. Uh, I wanted to mention this one. Minnesota goes to Colorado and wins 30 to nothing. Um, that was impressive. You mentioned Kansas State. They beat Nevada 38-17. That's not a bad win for K-State. That's a that's a pretty good win. That was kind of a toss-up game uh, going into it. I'm scrolling down here because I want to point out one more. By the way, USC first game with the new coach, 45-14 win over Washington State. This one I wanted to point, it out, point out how bad is Florida State. Oh, they go to Wake Forest, and they're not even competitive. They lose 35-14 to at Wake Forest. Gosh, that, they're horrid. I, I don't know what's going on there. This is the one I want to talk about because I want I want you to go on your SEC officials rant. Uh, the headline, well, the, the score, 31-29, Memphis beats Mississippi State. But the headline is this crazy punt return of 94 yards for Mississippi, or for, excuse me, for Memphis. And Mississippi State basically downed the punt. Talk about this just craziness in this game. Well, had this happened in the Penn State-Auburn game, Alabama-Florida, any of the big games of the week, 
this would be getting a hell of a lot more of attention than what it's getting. Mm-hmm. And I, frankly, if I wasn't a big college football fan, I wouldn't even know this happened. But to set this, first of all, this is my uh, big disappointment of the week is the SEC officials. Because we have two examples of the SEC officiating crews totally screwing up. So, you know, the, obviously the FCC officials are not as good as the SEC football teams. And so, okay, let's go back to the Penn State one that happened in Penn State. Mm-hmm. They lost track of the downs at Penn State. There's seven officials. You got guys over there on the chains, running the chains. You got a, the down marker and everything else, guys over there. And you got people in the replay booths. How can you not notice this? Yeah. How can somebody not know, hey, wait a minute, you got the down wrong and and stop the game and get that straightened out? How can that be? I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I don't understand it in a high school game. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just it's it's unbelievable that they they no one overturned that. Yeah. I mean, why do we even have all of these guys if that's gonna happen? I mean, that's just ridiculous. So anyway, it didn't hurt, you know, Penn State ended up winning. Back to this one. If you haven't seen this, go to YouTube, and all you got to do is put Mississippi State Memphis in there, and it'll come up. Okay. The uh, Mississippi State, uh, that's a good one, Mark. You're absolutely right. A buddy of mine this morning, I was walking, did my two-mile walk this morning. He brought that up. Yeah. Um, Okay, so set this up. Mississippi State punted. Okay, and they punted inside the 10-yard line, and the Memphis uh, returner got out of the way, like you do because you want the ball to go on into the end zone so you'll get a touchback and bring it out to the 20. They got out of the way. Okay, so the ball hits at the two, and it bounces backwards. Mm -hmm. And the Mississippi State defender significantly, I'm going to say significantly, touches the ball. What that means is he's got it under control. Okay? He sets the ball down thinking the play is over because the official is standing right there doing the signal to stop the clock. Yeah. The other official is standing over there with a whistle in his mouth. Whether he blew the whistle or not, I don't know. But the Mississippi State players are seeing the officials signaling stop the clock, the play is over. Yeah. Okay? Then the Memphis guy, who's very alert, you got to give him credit, comes in there because the Mississippi State players quit. The play's over. They think the play is over. They're walking off the field. The Memphis guy comes in and picks up the ball and returns it 90, 92 yards, 94 yards, whatever it was, for a touchdown. Now, okay, seven officials, replay booth. You know, all these people are there. The SEC has has uh, issued a statement the day or yesterday that the mm-hmm. play should have been overruled. It should have been overturned. Why did it not happen at that time? It doesn't make any sense to me. No. I mean, why do we have all this? I mean, couldn't those seven officials have gotten together and say, hey, now what did you see? What did you do? Did you did you signal that play over with? Yeah. <laughs> What's the explanation? How can they explain that? Uh, this one's more bad. Well, no, I'm not going to say more, but they're both just completely unacceptable and baffling. But you're right. It's like, Especially with the downs, giving them three downs instead of four, it's it's like that one is that's a pretty easy correction. 
You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you go back one. and go, okay, this was first down. This was second down. Wait a second. It's not fourth down. That's That seems very easy to correct. This one you would think would be just as easy. I mean. Oh, it is. And this, to come back on here the next day and say they got it wrong. Yeah. When you got seven officials out there, you got two of them right back there by the play. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the referee doesn't go down there and say, hey, guys, what did you see? Yeah. Did you signal? What, what did you do? And it's a two-point game. That's the other thing, you know, that ends yeah. up being a two-point game. This cost Mississippi well, State the game. Um, it did. It was 21 to 17. Memphis was ahead. Mm-hmm. That made it 28-17. Yep. I mean, it's in, it's inexcusable. It's it, inexcusable. Yep. And you know what? Coaches get hired and fired all the time on their records. You know, I don't think Mike Leach is in trouble at Mississippi State or not. Yeah. But, He'll be sitting there three and zero. Yeah, with three big wins too. Three games. You know they had to survive to beat Louisiana Tech. They got a big home win against North Carolina State, and this should have been a win against Memphis. And like I said, to be three and zero would be great. And Russ says he's laughing at all the Mississippi State fans saying "fire Leach." Oh, that's stupid. But yeah, you know, and three and zero in the SEC when you're at Mississippi State, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. I know. Yeah, it, it, and it's, it cost them, you know, a bowl even. Yeah, so it's it's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, it, and and that's the thing. It, it it changes the outcome of the game regardless of the quarter or half. It impacts the play calling and all of that goes into the the game. It's a totally different ball game when that's good. Yeah. I I'm telling you, uh, and you probably thought I was nuts. I was screaming so loud when OU was trying to return that extra point that they did for two points when they blocked it and it came back. Because even that, even a three-point swing in a game changes everything. Yes. It changes the entire approach by both teams. And this was even a bigger swing, obviously, to get a touchdown. So yeah. um, well, the bottom thing, bottom, the bottom line here is this should this should have been overturned. Yeah. It's why we have replay. Yeah. And those of us that go to these games and sit through all of these delays while they're reviewing this. And they don't overturn this. I I just don't know what, I don't know what the explanation can possibly be. I don't. Anybody that's been in a college football stadium, you can feel when that momentum gets turned, right? So, so that saw a play like that is just a huge momentum shift. Um, and, and momentum is everything in in college football. So it's just awful. Just awful. I'm going to guarantee you this too. Had this happened in Alabama, with Saban over on the sidelines, yeah, that would have been overturned. I'm going to guarantee you that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There's there's several that would have got that overturned, but like I said, is Memphis, Mississippi State, it kind of went unnoticed, uh, yeah. you know, for, for a while there. But is what it is. That's another aspect of college football you got to deal with, unfortunately. Well, it's all it's all levels. It's NFL too. Well, that's true. That is definitely true. Yeah. Um, and we'll move on. And, the, and one more thing. One more thing. Yep. Go ahead. I don't like to berate officials because I I wouldn't do it for all the money in the world. But mm-hmm. this was one. Okay, officials make mistakes. They do. Mm-hmm. And we have replays. That's what it's for. These games are hard to referee. God, it's going so fast. You got all these big bodies coming at you. You know, it's hard. So I'm not knocking the officials for making the bad call. I'm knocking the whole people that are involved to correct. Right. Yes. That's what I'm knocking, not the officials. 
correct this. That's what you're there for. That's why we have that. Exactly. 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 That's why you have replay to correct things they get wrong because it is hard to officiate. It's extremely hard. Exactly. Uh, You're right. And that replay Replay and logic uh, fails here. Uh, I wanted to mention this one. We'll move on. You're uh, uh, San Diego State. You had them plus nine, and they went outright 33 to 31 against Utah. So that had to be uh, good to to see that one happen. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's see if there's anything else. I don't think there's much else to go over. Texas, hey, they bounced back to beat Rice. Hey, how about that? Good job. They're going to beat Macaroni this week. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma State won 21 to 20 over Boise. Boise got absolutely hosed in this game. But I didn't Oklahoma. see that. What happened in that? Uh, let's see. How can I? <laughs> you might want to. We've been going here for a while. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. It was a. <laughs> I can't, I can't even. I can't. I can't even hardly explain it. It, it was. Well, could uh, it have been overturned? Yeah. It kind of was. It was a fumble, and they returned it for a touchdown. But they called them. They called it. They didn't call it a fumble. Or I. I had the sound off. It was late. I was tired. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, they had a defensive return for a touchdown, and they they didn't let them have it. But they let them have the ball at the spot that they picked it up because I think they oh. blew the whistle. I think that's oh, okay. what happened. Anyway, and so it turns out. Um, you know, turns out that they lose the game. They still have a chance to win. But it turns out they lose twenty-one to twenty. But Nevertheless, it was a good game and a win for Oklahoma State. Uh, Northern Arizona is making the playoff. Yeah, they beat Arizona 21-19, Arizona. Oh, that's a good program, Arizona. That's yeah, a good they're one. really, really bad. Uh, that's it, though. That's all we got for this week. We knew we'd go over because there was so much to talk about. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun this week as well. Um, Mark says, Wyoming 3-0, and and now they're a 30-point favorite uh, at UConn this week. Uh, UConn. The, the worst team in college football. So look out. Porno, no doubt. Yep. They, they look good. They look good. Yeah. Uh, Dennis says, great show. Thanks for making my workday go by easier after a rough last three days. Dennis <laughs> works at uh, Churchill Downs. So I'm sure Dennis, oh. there was night racing at Churchill Downs. Uh, so I'm sure that was a, a shit show on, on Saturday. If I'm guessing uh, you can weigh in on that or not, Dennis, tell us how that went. <laughs> I'm sure the night racing at Churchill Downs, he's carting some people off. They've had a little too much to drink uh, there beneath the Twin Spires. So uh, um, anyway, yeah, thank you for the for the comment there, Dennis. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. we had a lot of fun doing it. I know we were both uh, looking forward to it this week. So, all right, any final thoughts here before we sign off? Nope, we've got to get to work on uh, our picks for next week, uh, starting uh, as soon as this is over. That's right, so, yes. Next week. was for the big college games this week. That's right. Yeah, we've already got the big college games planned out here, and uh, we'll have those articles up for you guys uh, probably Wednesday-ish, Thursday-ish maybe. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're going to get work on that. we got a really good week coming up uh, for college and the NFL, so that's that's going to be fun. And, of course, the Monday night game tonight. So, guys, good luck if you're betting that Monday night football game. Um, and listen, we'll be right back here Thursday doing what we always do, breaking down the big games uh, with both college and NFL and given our top five plays, uh, somebody, not me, did really well for week one. And then somebody <laughs> did shitty, not him, me, for week <laughs> for, for the first week. So we'll go over all those bets uh, and what, uh, what our records are on Thursday's show. 
uh, like we always do, we'll end it with this. Curtis is watching and he says, Lions, that's his, that's his team. I doubt that's going to happen, Curtis, but good luck anyway. <laughs> All right, we're going to sign off here. Uh, check us out on Thursday. We'll be right back. Uh, previewing all the big games just like we always do. So thanks, everybody, for watching, and good luck if you're betting uh, Monday Night Football. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride.